Welcome to the J. Scott Outdoors podcast. Today we're going to have a little bit of fun. We're going to have some callers call in, and I've got Cody Nelson, the optics manager at GoHunt.com, uh, on the line. Cody, how you doing? I'm doing good, Jay. How are you, sir? Thanks for having me. Good. We look forward to it. Our first question comes from Dave. Dave, tell us a little bit about yourself, and then hit us up with your optics questions. Sure. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, live here in Mesa, Arizona. And uh, I'm a painter by trade. I paint uh, actually cars, an auto painter, and uh, a pretty novice hunter, not a super experienced glasser. And and uh, my question to to Cody, um, actually, it's is I'm a it's funny I'm a little colorblind actually being an automotive painter that might <laughs> throw some people <laughs> off. <laughs> I make it work. <laughs> yeah, that but, uh, that that could get interesting, huh? Yeah, yeah. Um, actually, I've I've been told, and I'm not sure if this is true, that colorblind people see shades better than people who are. I, and that's I have actually been what told I that as well. And that's how I I use. I know if something doesn't match, it may not tell you why it doesn't, but but I know it doesn't. <laughs> um, my question was was concerning that though, uh, as far as optics are concerned. I've noticed I'm red green colorblind. Um, when I look through, I have a pretty lower end set of binos, and when I've compared them mm-hmm. to a, a middle grade, like a, I have a, a Nikon Monarchs, um, I've okay. compared them side by side with some Vortex Razors, and then in the store, not out in the field, I've also looked through some Suaros. I'm wondering if that affects clarity, um, sharpness, or like Jay says, that wow factor. I, I, I don't know if it's my inexperienced eye or, or what. You know, I wonder First off, this is an absolutely great question, and I've dealt a little bit with it in the past, but not much. Um, but I do like what you were saying about shades. Is everything that I know and everything I've been told and read that 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 people with co- you know these certain color blindnesses um, absolutely can pick up on shades better? So yeah. I would think that that would have to, you know, like if you have, you know, with everything being equal, if you have great glass, I would think that that can really play into your favor in some respects. Okay. Um, so, you know, um, the, the thing that I want to kind of make sure that we're, we're kind of understanding this is that when, when you take um, and you go out and, and you are, are looking at um, – let's just say a Vortex versus a Swarovski or um, what I think that probably needs to be done, and I'm, and, and I'm going to back up just a quick second because the, the different optics touch on different parts of the color spectrum. So let me give you okay. an example. Zeiss and Leica typically hit on the blues, okay? Okay, yep. And the, the Swarovski's typically hit on the yellow side of things, okay? Okay. What I would be curious to know is, and this is a learning thing for me too, and it would certainly be, I think, learning for yourself, I would make it so that you could go to, you know, somewhere that has Zeiss and somewhere that has, um, you know, Leica mm-hmm. and, and Swarovski and ask them to use them at night or, you know, I mean, at that at low lights and, you know, and, and maybe maybe in the middle of the day is fine too because, you know, you need to be able to tell. But I, I think it's going to be a less of a, an effect at, at, the, at like noon, okay? Okay, yeah. But I think if you were able to put both pieces of glass together, 
and pick something out and do it and and then look at it and then you know definitively pick up another piece of glass that you know operates off of the, the, a different part of the color spectrum. I okay. think you would start to understand um, for yourself what shades lend itself. Um, and I would be willing. And, and Jay, I, you know, I don't. I can arrange this or. This is kind of one of those experiments that I would be willing that at another date, obviously, you know, I'd like it when it gets to be a little cooler. Um, yeah. I'd like to go sit on the, on the hillside with you, and we'll get the Zeiss rep, and, and we'll bring some Swarovski out, and I'd like to actually look through both pieces of glass and have you tell me what you see, because that would be as much a learning lesson for me as anything else. But I think that's the only true way for you to fully understand what it's affecting you. I don't think it has anything to do with your clarity and the resolution because if another thing that, like I always test things against like an Air Force resolution chart. Uh Well, the Air Force resolution chart operates in black and white. Yeah. And basically you're going down the lines until the lines, you know, the lines blur. And you know you're doing it at 35 yards, so um, that that would be another thing that we could test at the same time. So, um, yeah. but I would tell you that I, I think it comes back to the same thing. You got to get your eyes behind that glass. I think that the the better the glass you buy, the better results you're going to get. Um, but I think the true thing that you need to figure out is is what part of the the color spectrum works for you. I think that's the number yeah. one thing that you need to figure out. Yeah, that that makes sense. I didn't realize that different manufacturers uh, are the colors, you know, work better and or work in different color spectrums. And and I and I and I don't want to butcher this, but the thing that you should know is is that some manufacturers put color into it, and some like take it out. It and it just depends on who the manufacturer is. And what they think is is that magic combination. Okay. Um, Dave, I can if I can interject that, something here, yeah. is it? Are you saying that when you look through some the binos that you use, and then you look through a pair of Swarovskis or a pair of Vortex, you don't see the difference? Is that kind of where you're bewildered? You don't see the big wow factor. Cor- correct. Correct. And that, I can, you know, the clarity I can see, but it's to me, it's just. And again, it may be my inexperienced eye. Uh, if if somebody says, "Hey, that's that's a good paint job," that's inexperienced. Uh, you know, I could go up and pick that thing apart. So, and so I wasn't sure if it's just my inexperienced eye, or if my color blindness played a factor in it, or or what. But yeah, so just trying to get some clarity there. So let me ask you a question: uh, um, What kind of glass? And, and and be as specific as you can. Like, what okay. kind of glass have have you compared? So in the field, side by side, the exact pair that I have right now is uh, just Nikon Monarch 3s, I believe, and 1042s. I mm-hmm. was able to borrow some a friend's uh, Vortex razors, but again, they, they were 1250s, so they weren't the same power. Um, both on a tripod, I both have that. They both had the outdoorsman mount. I have it, and uh, sure, just just looking through through them, through those two in the field was obviously the 12 more power so taking that into consideration i just the difference wasn't huge as huge as i thought it was going to be and in the store i haven't looked through a pair of swarovskis out in the field again just in the store comparing the razors with the i think it was slc 10 by 42s 
with the razor. Um, same thing, again, indoors, you, I don't know if you're going to see much of a difference indoors. So that, yeah, that's I mean, my experience. A lot of glasses it's very really, yeah, a lot of glasses, they look really good off the, you know, the counter. I mean, that's yeah. just kind of how it is. Yeah. But what I'm thinking is, is that, you know, to the best of your ability, you know, whether I can do it for you or we can set something up where we can go out together, because um, I think that would be a really good and, you know, fun thing to do and, and a learning experience by everybody. Um, yeah, that'd be I'd, awesome. I'd love that. I, I would tell you that um, kind of first off is that, you you know, I, I don't know the difference of the wow factor between the Monarchs and the, the Razors. I would tell you that you should have noticed some difference in them. I don't yeah. know that it would have been like an oh, my God difference. Yeah. Um, but I can tell you that if you're looking at, you know, some of the Swarovski stuff, you know, versus, you know, the Monarchs, you know, or the Zeiss or the Leica um, or, yeah. like, the new UHDs, I, I, I think that there's going to be a, a much different um, a, effect on, on what you're seeing. Um, okay. And, and, well, I, and think I think that when the you cool get, thing, you guys can get together and, you, you know, Dave, you don't want to go spend a bunch of money if you're not going to get that wow factor. So I think it's important if correct. you can get together with Cody and see if you can find something that you think gives you that edge, um, and then you'll know. And, and I think Cody will learn something from it too, and um, I think it's a real interesting situation that I think we could all learn from. So I'll be curious to see what you guys come up with. Yeah, yeah I, 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 uh, and afterwards, uh, Dave, I'll, I'll have, um, you know, if you'll contact me, um, okay. You know, at, at Cody at Go or at at, uh, at Optics at Go Hunt, that would be you know perfect, and that we can start something, and I can I can kind of get with a couple of the reps and and see if we can't. And I, what I'd like you to do is be able to compare, you know, three or four pieces of glass of yeah. the same power. Like, yeah, and, and yeah, for definitely. the most part, we always end up doing that in in the tens because everybody has a ten. Yep. And so I think those are the biggest things for you to, to look through and, and, and make a decision off of those. So okay. but one yeah. way or another, I think we can get something figured out for you and, and, and spend a, a morning, you know, out glassing. And, and, the, and the better part is, is that I'll, I'll try to make it so that we're in a spot at least that um, we can actually see some deer at the same time. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be great. So, you know, I mean, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 no please finish. I was just going to say, it's hard to, you don't know what I'm seeing, and I don't know what you're seeing, so it's it's kind of hard to explain well, to people, and I think this would be with you there, you know, yeah, comparing I mean, everything. Th this, is, th this is the number one thing, and, and Jay hears me say it all the time, and every buyer and every email that I answer, look, I, I can tell you what I use, Jay can tell you what he uses, you know, and any number of the good glassers that, that I know can tell you what they use, but I what I can't do is is I can't tell you what you see. Yeah. Now I yep. can walk you through some things and go, okay, you know, what do the outside edges look like? What does the center look like? You know, when you move your binoculars, do you do you get any? You know, um, you get. I mean, you know, what happens to you? Do you get the rolling ball effect? Do you get? I mean, I can start going through all those things with you. Yeah. But you know, I, I mean, I, I I cannot see what your eyes see. And, and it would be the difference of um, my brother, for instance, 
you put him behind Zeiss and he absolutely loves and finds Zeiss really, really pleasing to the eye. You put him behind Swarovski's and, he, and he, he'll tell you flat out, I just don't like that color. Yeah. I mean, there's a different hue that comes off of them. So um, that's not unusual, you know, and some people see those colors better than others. Okay. So it would be that really interesting to kind of do a little, little experiment with that. Awesome. Dave, th thanks so much for your question, and uh, I'll make sure you and Cody get together uh, after this. So thanks for calling in. All right. Thank you so much, Jane. Thanks, Cody. Yeah, hey, d thank you, sir. H have a good day, bud. You too. Okay, guys, we got a bunch of questions from Insta Instagram. I put it out there that I was going to be doing a podcast with Cody Nelson, the optics manager at GoHunt.com. So we've, all, we've got questions uh, coming off Instagram, and we also have a few call-in uh, questions coming from listeners and Instagram followers, which is going to be fun. First of all, Cody, how are you doing? Jay, I'm doing real good, bud. Just, uh, just you know, happy to be uh, on the podcast again and trying to help people out. It's uh, The season is upon us. It's gotten really busy, um, you know, even more so than it was. And because, you know, last time I was talking to you, it was busy then, and it's it's more busy now. So, uh, we are growing by leaps and bounds, and, and I can't tell you how much I appreciate you helping out. Yeah, for sure. It's been a lot of fun. Um, it was a fun time calling Ed Foster, who won the June GoHunt.com oh, yeah. giveaway. Uh, he was from Yuma and uh, had purchased some stuff and actually won the $1,000 GoHunt gift card. Uh, we're right here at the end of uh, July, about to announce uh, the well, new... Uh, July winner, and then and, August we're going to have. Jay, I got to say this because I, I'm, you know, I, I know we're coming up on the end of the month, and people really need to understand. And and I have to, and not that you haven't explained it, and but if you spend two hundred dollars, you know, at Go Hunt, um, you know, with and put it and use the J Scott uh, uh, codes or, or or I enter it for you, however it works. That's 200 entries into the system. So, right. So, whether I mean, you spend $12 or $2,000, yeah, $12 it's for dollar entry. It's do that's exactly right. You can buy anything so, either from the Go Hunt Gear Shop, going to gohunt.com, going to the gear shop, uh, enter the J Scott 19 promo code. Uh, you can also call Cody on the phone. Uh, but the the truth is, you could spend literally a dollar and be a winner, or you could spend five thousand dollars and be a winner. Uh, exactly. I just appreciate Go Hunt doing the raffle for the listeners, well, and I know Ed was super stoked uh, Jay, to win. He, he's contacted me. See, he contacted me right after we called him, and then he emailed me one time, and then he emailed me again. And every, I mean, he is it, he has been so fun because. And he, he bought a lot of gear with that. I mean, he did not shy. I mean, he bought a ton of gear with that 1000 bucks. So, <coughs> excuse me, I, I, I think he's just, I think he was as happy as can be. All right, let's dive into the questions here. We've got a question from Brandon underscore Yazzie7. He says, Vortex Diamondback Binos 10x50s question mark. Um, well, um the, the the Diamondback is is certainly um, you know one of the entry levels from uh, Vortex. Um, I think it's a, a decent piece of glass, um, you know, and especially for that 
you know, around that $250 mark. You know, I think you're, you know, like right at two, I want to say it's 240 for that piece of glass. Um, and, and just so you know, um, and Jay, we were going to talk about this later, but I'll throw this in there now. We can recap on it. Um, Vortex just released um, their, uh, or I should say re-released their, their new um, Diamondback uh, HDs. And so I would tell people to get out there and, you know, take a look at them, do a little research, um, because they're, uh, you know, Vortex has been obviously very aggressive with releasing product uh, this season. And um, we actually just received uh, the, uh, the, Diamond, the new Diamondback HDs, and uh, I would tell people to take a good look at them and, uh, and you know, hit me up for any questions because I, I, I think they're a great little product, and um, certainly for a, an entry-level bino, I think they're awesome. Okay. Uh, another so, question from now, a and By the way, if, if he's also talking about a 10 by 50 um, you know, I noticed he, said, he did say 10 by 50 correct? Correct. So um, you're going you're gonna to gather a lot more light, um, you know, than the, than the, um, than the, uh, the 42s, and, and I think those would be equally as good off of a tripod as, as uh, you know, if not better than the 1042s. So anyway, I hope that answers this question. Okay, AZ Nico, N-I-K-K-O, in your opinion, what are the key elements to look for when, pur when purchasing a first spotting scope? Oh, um, you know, wow. Uh, th well, there's kind of a lot to consider. It's, it, 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 it's, you know, I think people really need to think about what their, the main job of, of the spotting scope they're buying. Um, I think they need to consider weight as a factor, size as a factor. I mean, if you're a backpacker and you're going to go lug around a, you know, a giant spotting scope, you, you know, some people buy spotting scopes and realize, holy cow, these are a lot bigger than, than, you know, what I thought they were. I think they need to consider what they're, you know, what they're bringing with them. That's, I think that should be first and foremost, the, you know, the job at hand. And then, you know, does, uh, you know, how does that spotting scope, you know, fit in my, in my gear list? Um, but I would tell you, Jay, uh, you know, the, the 65s are going to be a little bit less in power, but a little bit lighter weight. Um, and, you know, obviously a smaller size. And then you have the, you're going to have a lot more power with the, the 85s. And, you know, they're also going to gather more light, but you're going to have a, a much heavier and a much bigger piece of gear. So, um, and I would just always tell people that, that, that depending on the job at hand, you know, if you're asking something to look, you know, at a mile or better than a mile, um, I think that the, the bigger glass and the, the better glass always wins. So when you're looking at those long distances, you've got to have the best glass you can get, you know, if that means stepping up from 500 to 1,000 or 1,000 to 2,000, I think the better glass you get, the, the more you're going to get out of it. Well, and I think, too, a spotting scope for those out there thinking about getting a spotting scope and for those that already have spotting scopes, it's a really important piece of your equipment because it's what you're using to classify and verify and decide if it's something you're worth going after. You've already spotted it with your binoculars mounted on a tripod, now you pop the spotting scope up and you want to be able to say, is it worth me hiking across three canyons three miles over there to go after this buck? So when people are thinking about spotting scopes, from my perspective, 
Um, I, I'm thinking you need to spend absolutely as much money as you can afford for that because you're going to, for every penny you spend, you're going to get that back in quality. And what I, you're already I, trying to do is you're trying to classify and you're trying to save yourself a trip from a three-mile hike and if you buy a lower-end spotting scope or buy at the low end of the spectrum of what you can afford, you're going to be making that hike and going, dang it, I got all the way over here, and it's a 3x3, three three, and I thought it was a 4x4. Four four. And if you would have had that next step up on scope, you would have seen, hey, it's not a 4x4, four four. I want a 4x4, four four, and I'm going to keep looking which would then make you not have to hike an hour and a half. And in the meantime, you're glassing other bucks and going, okay, I found what I'm looking for right here across the canyon from me. Yes, this is the shooter. I want it. I think the next question is, you know, whether you go with a straight or whether you go with an angled, um, the debate, yep. you know, r rages on. But for me, target acquisition with a straight, I'm much, much faster because I'm glassing from a tripod always with my binos. I, I literally pop the binos off, pop the spotting scope in, and I want to be looking, and I get them calibrated where the spotting scope is going to look at the right. exact same spot as my binos. Absolutely. So I pop the spotting scope on, and I don't have to search for it. It's automatically right in my so, field of view. It, and and an angled, I'm going to have to either yep. move the center post or I'm going to have to move my position to either turn, you know, like granted people tell me all the time with an angled, that they turn it to the side, I argue that you still have to move your body position in order to look sure at do. the angled spotting scope turned to the side, whereas a straight, you immediately are right on to the target. I get it where bucks are, you know, working their way up a ridge line and they're about to top over. I switch to the spotting scope. I'm on straight. I go immediately there, and I can go, that buck isn't worth me going over. Whereas I sit next to guys with angled, and by the time they get it on there, the buck's gone over, and they either have to hike over there or they have to sit there all day wondering what the heck that buck they saw going over right. the ridge. So that's, that's well, kind of my take. And the other thing is, too, is, is, again, knowing the job at hand, if you know that you're glassing out of your truck on, you know, on the winter range or something like that, and I, and I get it, there's a lot of people that, that you know, are, are hunting antelope and they're covering tons of ground, you know, uh, just looking at different valleys and, and, and whatnot, and you're in your truck a lot, and, and you want to use an angle, by the, you know, I mean, that you just got to know what your job at hand is and really think about how much you're going to use it, where you're going to use it, and then, you know, obviously which one works best for you. So I, that's, you know, yeah. I think, you know, yeah. we've pretty much covered what, what a guy needs to really think about. Um, yes, sir. Introduce yourself, and then let's fire away into the questions. Alrighty, thank you very much, guys. My name is Abraham. I'm calling in from Phoenix, Arizona, and I just had a question pertaining to the use of spotting scopes uh, to glass over big country. Uh, I have not uh, purchased or used a uh, spotting scope for scouting animals, um, and I just have my 10, uh, 10 power binoculars, so I wanted to know what the best strategy of picking up animals with my uh, binoculars and then putting a scope on there or should I just stick to uh, using one or the other at a time well I uh, and Jay I mean I know you can I know you're you can answer this too um, Abraham I, I guess the the biggest thing I would ask is is that but um, not and maybe I shouldn't ask it it's just it comes down to a distance thing for me um, 
because I would always tell you that I typically use my binoculars and I always say 85% of the time because I think that's essentially about what it amounts to. And then when I see game moving or I see game that I think looks like, you know, a deer bedded or elk bedded or something, you know, moving, I then verify it and or then try to, you know, judge it, trophy judge, whatever we're doing um, with the spotting scope. Um, so distance, because you're using tens only, um, I think distance is a factor because, I, you know, there are obviously some places that, that you can put your spotting scope up on your tripod after, you know, you've been looking and, and look farther at, you know, hillsides and say, okay, you know, yeah, I can see in there and, and, and I, that, that would be totally normal for you to do that. Um, my, my thinking is, is that, um, you know, is there a f pair of 15s in your future or are you trying to stay with 10s and a spotting scope? So, uh, you know, I, I want to make sure of that. Well, certainly, I'd like to pick up a pair of uh, 15s just because most of the hunting that I've been doing is here in Arizona now, and I've seen where that's incredibly beneficial over a pair of, of 10s. So I, I kind of got the, the idea of getting the, the spotting scope uh, for, on recommendation from a, a good friend of mine uh, that definitely said that, you know, you could certainly look over large, uh, you know, swaths of country with that spotting scope. But you're, you're saying, and, and, uh, you know, uh, well, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. I, I would tell you that my, you know, and, and yeah, I, I would just tell you that my first thought and my first thinking is is that to use tens and then to go over big amounts of country with a spotting scope, the truth, I think it's incredibly inefficient because I think that you're gonna, you know, uh, you know, if you, t you, you if you're used to looking at spotting scope, Cody. I'm well, I think that's what we're. Yeah, that's he's saying that he wants to use tens, and then and then you know when there's you know places that you can't really reach with the tens, start glassing with the spotting scope, and I would just tell you that I think if you kind of reverse that and went with a set of fifteens first, I think all the you would have a way much easier time, and certainly from an eye stress you know, or, or eye fatigue, um, you would find yourself incredibly more efficient doing it that way because I really don't use my spotting scope to glass um, be because it's so much of a smaller field of view that if you, if you looked at the same place at, you know, at 30 power versus 15, you know, you, I, I'm, I, I don't have figures in front of me at the moment, but you're probably like almost double the, the, the field of view in the 15s. And, and I just think it's way easier to break country apart and, 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 and with your both eyes relaxed, your eyes seeing what's called bioptic vision anyway, and that means that, that you can take in more detail and you put things together better and differentiate between things when you have your eyes relaxed and, and seen together than you do just by seeing, you know, one at a time. Does that make sense? Naturally. So you're saying don't bridge, don't try to make up, you know, for a pair of 15s with the spotting scope. Just go with the 15s before I even jump over to something like glass, attempting to glass with the spotting scope. Go ahead, Jay. Well, I might jump in here too, um, Abe, and tell you that I think you would be just fine if you had a pair of 10s and then you bought a spotting scope, but you were buying the spotting scope to 
You spotted a deer, you want to see what kind of buck it is, how many points it has. You spotted an elk, you want to see how big it is, how many points, if it's a, if, if it's a buck you want to go after. If you're, if you're talking about you want to clarify and be able to categorize and classify that particular animal, yep. then, then I would say you definitely need a spotting scope. If you're more wanting to just find animals, um, you know, if you're a coos deer hunter, 15s are imperative, but you can do a lot of damage with a good pair of 10s and a great spotting scope. I think what Cody's trying to say is don't, don't think that you're going to get the spotting scope, though, and use that as a panner where you're going to pan around in country because you're got, what you're going to do is you're going to miss stuff. Sure, you can put a spotting scope up on a saddle and be like, I wonder what's up there but you are way better off with a higher power magnification binocular actually using both eyes trying to find an animal. But a whole yep. different story is if you're trying, you've spotted the animal with the tens, now you'd, it's so far away because of the lack of magnification, you need a spotting scope to say, okay, is this a three-point buck or a four-point buck? Does he have eye guards or not? So. Are you looking to get a spotting scope because that's what you want, or are you looking for more magnification to find the animal? The latter, or uh, only because the, the place that I'm going here has an antler point restriction, and before I glass up what I assume is a buck, I'd like to, of course, certainly make sure that it's even worth the, the walk over. Right. So yeah. Hearing you say that, and Cody would agree, you need a spotting scope to be able to go, yeah. I've found the animal, now I just need to classify it and be able to say, you know, what kind of buck is it? Is it worth my yeah. time of going over that? It, and by the way, Abraham, there's, there's been a lot of people, and, and I'm not trying to, to, to sway somebody and say that it's wrong because it's not wrong, but there's been a lot of people that have been incredibly successful with a pair of 10s mounted on a tripod and a spotting scope, and I've, I've said that a lot on the podcast, and I, I tell those kind of stories every day. So if that's what you're trying to do, I, I completely agree with Jay, um, that if you're verifying and you're qualifying what, what it is you're doing with that, that's a whole different story. So really the argument that we should have <laughs> now is we should talk about whether you're going to get straight or angled because that, to me, that's a much bigger you know, important thing about what you're what you're trying to do than, you know, getting a set of 15s. You, you can always get the 15s later if, if that's what you're trying to do. Naturally. Um, so, yeah, so, um, and I'll just tell you, like, what I think about the straight versus the, the, the angled. If you are using a set of binoculars, you find a deer, and you're going to verify whether it's, you know, a point restricted or not or whether it's an elk and it's point restricted, then I am going to use a straight because I want to be able to pull my, but I want to lock down my tripod so it's not moving, pull the binoculars off, slide the spotting scope on, and still be looking at relatively the same field of view um, that I was looking at through the binoculars. And for me and my purposes, I, I got to go with this straight almost every time on that deal. Makes sense. Yeah, and I would so, agree with that. The target acquisition for me personally, when I'm sitting on my butt with a tripod and I find a deer through my binos, I pop the binos off and I want to be able to pop the spotting scope and remain and keep my sitting position exactly the same. I don't want to have to tilt up over. 
I don't want to have to yep. lift the center post up or down. I don't want to have to raise my butt. I want to be able to go right from binos right to spotting scope. And for me, I've found that straight works better um, for sure. And um, any, any other follow-up questions about Abraham? No, that, that went into the, the second part, was it, which was actually determining the advantages of straight versus uh, angled. I was leaning towards straight for the reasons that you mentioned, and you just confirmed that, that decision there. Yeah. Well, yeah, anytime you have an angle, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. But what, what I was saying is, is that you know, uh, hey, look, there's times when I know that, a, that an angled is more comfortable. But the, the bottom line is, is that when I pull my binoculars off, I then have to lower my center post, hope that I get that height correct, and then got to put the spotting scope on, and then you know, and I, it, it, it to me, it's just a lot more movement than what's necessary. So I, I would just tell you that I think you're making a great choice and, and uh, you know, if I can help you with your choices and what direction you want to go, um, you know, I'd be more than happy to discuss that. Um, you know, if not, um, you know, we, we, can, uh, we can do that obviously at a later time. Naturally. I, I'll be uh, using uh, checking out a few uh, spotting scopes in the meantime just to get a feel for them. But obviously the purchase will be have, uh, have to make because once you buy them, you own them and I don't have to worry yes. about that sort of stuff. Well, and let me leave you with one thing. And I, I, it, it's, I, and I don't like to I, – I can't stress enough that when you're looking long distances, it's my personal belief that, that the better the glass – the, the, the better it's going to help you in those long-distance situations. So I would just tell you that, you know, buy the best glass you can, you can afford for, for what you're trying to do. Naturally. Yeah. I just I think the, the, the better the glass, the, the better the long-distance viewing, you know, by far. Absolutely. Yes, sir. Abe, thanks for your question. Do you have any tags coming up that you're going to be hunting? I've got that uh California Eastern Sierra mule deer hunt in September. So awesome. I'm, I'm hope, excited for that. And then I got a leftover cool. um, antelope uh, tag for um, Utah and a coos tag down south in November. Awesome. Oh, nice. So you got a pretty busy fall. I'm looking forward to it. And I want to thank you guys very much for answering my, uh, my questions and taking the time to do so. Well, Fantastic, thank you. man. Thanks, thanks for... Uh, trusting us to answer them and uh, feel free we're going to do this more so um, i always appreciate uh, your questions and such uh, you do a good job of of uh you know getting in the mix of it and i appreciate that likewise gentlemen you guys take care okay thank you likewise bye <clears throat> next question is from george warner too he says i upgraded from zeiss 1040s to zeiss 15 by 56 do you have any tips to gain steady hands my answer would be, George, you should never, absolutely zero, never, never, never be glassing with 15 by 56 power handheld. Yeah, I don't care who you are. You've got to get a tripod. You've got to get a tripod. There is no, there is no answer for steady hands. Uh, granted, yeah, here's you the, can spot some elk, you can spot some big animals, you can spot some bears, but day in and day out for consistency, you have to put those 15s on a tripod or else I would have rather stuck, had you stick with the 10s. Buying the 15s and not using a tripod, I would rather see you handhold 10s because 
Yeah, I don't care who you are. Well, you cannot consistently find animals hand holding uh, fifteen power binoculars. Yeah, it, and and here's the best part: if he bought the fifteen sixty or fifteen fifty six um, Conquest HDs, it comes with a binocular mount in it. So, um, he, I mean, all you he has to do tripod is a tripod. It, well, no, yeah, I mean a binocular mount, a tripod mount. Yeah. So right. I mean, it, it, it's in there. So. If you're not using it, you're you're. I, I'm flat out telling you, you are missing game. And um, I would just tell you flat out, get yourself a tripod. Period. Any tripod. Period. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, I I would say, you know, just to answer his question, you can sit on your butt, you can um, put your elbows on your knees, you can try and steady those binoculars as much as you possibly can. But again, it's it's like buying a Porsche. Uh, and you know, putting diesel fuel in it, it just doesn't it doesn't make sense to buy the 15s and not put them on a tripod. Next question is from uh, Killenstem. Uh, I guess that's how you say it. I just bought a 30 odd stick. I plan to hunt muleys and elk with it. Suggestion on a scope under a thousand dollars rifle scope. Oh yeah, there's um yeah, God, the, the Vortex, you know, uh, HS uh, four to sixteen with a BBC on it, or you can do a custom turret. Um, you know, gosh, there's a um a, a, a loophole uh, VX five, um, you know, with the custom turret or you know MOA on it. Um, I mean, there's a number of scopes. If if you'll look at GoHunt.com. Um, I'd be more than happy to go through them with him. He wants to call me, um, but Isn't any there a one of the scope, rifle scope as well. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. There's a, a, a yeah. There's a, a four to sixteen, uh, a V four four to sixteen, um, that, that is all going to be right in that thousand dollar range. Um, but I think that there's that honestly, um, there's a, a Swarovski four to twelve by by fifty uh, with a custom turret that you can do. Um, so yeah, I think he's got a ton of options, and I think he'll take that lot six, and and he he he'll be able to take that thing anywhere in North America and, and have fun with it. So I think it comes down to call Cody at seven zero two eight four seven eight seven four seven extension two. Talk to Cody on the phone. He can go through every single different model of of rifle Correct. scope and figure out exactly what's best for you. Uh, let's jump to the next question. This comes from Honey Badger 2038. Have you ever looked through Maven Optics? Just ordered a pair of 11 by 42s, B2. Well, those should be 11 45s. I'm sorry, 11 by 45 B2s to try out. Uh, I have not looked through a pair of Maven Optics. I understand they're a direct-to-consumer model. Cody, I'll let you field this question. Yeah, um, you know, I, I I think that Maven is making a good product. I think that they they certainly are are taking that um, that Kuyu you know kind of model and and you know I what I hope is is that that um, the uh, you know that that savings is is being equated into better glass. Um, I've always thought of most of the the Maven stuff to fall in line with with. Uh, you know, like the the you know, like certainly like the the uh, 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 conquests, and you know from Zeiss and the uh, uh, the the razors from um, uh, from uh, Vortex. Um, I think they make a good product. 
Um, I believe that, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, what their stuff is, is uh, they used to, um, you know, the guys that used to work or used to be, or the guys at Maven used to work at Brunton. Um, I think that the binoculars are very similar to the Brunton, you know, models, even though I, I think they put a really cool-looking custom, you know, uh, uh, spin on it, and uh, I think they're good-looking binoculars. Um, not to be uh, personally, they, they haven't worked for me, um, and, and I'll just, you know, leave it at that. It's not a bad thing. Um, but, you know, th this is why I always stress to people, make sure that you put yourself behind the binocular, make sure you put them through the focusing, and make sure that 100% you can focus and you can, you know, run it through the diopter setting and make sure it, it, it's 100% for you. Um, but, yeah, I, I, they're a good quality company. Um, they're, they've obviously been here for a few years now. And, uh, um, yeah, I mean, they're... they're uh, we're obviously doing something pretty right. Uh, hunt to hunt to eat az underscore az Swarovski worth extra price over Razor UHDs enough to justify the cost difference. I get this question a lot, Cody. Um, somehow Vortex has done a, an amazing job with their marketing, where people actually are believing that Vortex is now going to be part of the big three and and you know i i do believe they've done a good job personally i i you know i've looked through a lot of vortex they make some really good products but i just when you match apples for apples i i think swarovski i think zeiss i think leica still has a leg up on them even though they're closing that distance i'd be curious to see what you say about these uhds the, the UHDs, you know, first and foremost, I, I've been able to look through the 1042s and the 1850 or 1856s. I have not had the 12x50s in my hands yet. Um, I don't expect a whole lot of different results from the 12x50s. Um, and, Jay, I think you're absolutely right. I, I think um, Vortex basically, you know, went out and said, you know what, we're going to up our game. We're going to invest in this piece of glass. We want to make it a better piece of glass. And, you know, they, they you know, basically it's, it's an entirely new optical system for them. Um, do I think that they are pressing, the, you know, or they're certainly raising the bar on the, 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 the big three. And, and for people that don't know what we mean by big three, it's Swarovski, Zeiss, and Leica. Um, do I think that they're surpassing? Um, I think that's hard to, to, to say because um, I still believe that, you know, there's pieces of glass out there, the best in the world. Um, I think that uh, I think they're doing a great job at at, at certainly pushing up on on the big three and and making them earn their their uh, their keep, so to speak. And uh, I think that this is going to be a really really good product for people that are are certainly not wanting to spend, you know, the extra money. Um, and uh, you know, Jay, I'll say it. And you know, I try not to pull any punches and 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 you know say things that you know aren't true. But for my eyes, um, you know, typically speaking, you know, uh, you know, uh, like a 1042 SLC or a, a 1042 EL, man, that's that's really hard to beat for me. If you want to compare apples to apples and compare everything right down the line, you know, for those, you know, that's for me and for what my eyes see. Um, and and I but I tend to be an optics snob in that sense. 
that I want the best possible glass I can get, and I want every optical advantage I can get to help me find game more efficiently. And so I will stand by that 100% that, that uh, um, while I think the, the UHDs are, are good and I think they've done a really good thing, um, I, don't, you know, I don't know that they're quite you know, 100% what Swarovski or, or the, you know, the Leica's you know, Ultra HDs or whatever it is. Um, yeah, and I, I'd like to point out, I mean, too, like when I make my opinion, you know, I don't know Swarovski, Zeiss, Leica, Vortex, Loophole. I don't owe any of them anything. Uh, I don't, none of them sponsor me. I don't have, you know, I can call it as it is. Um, but I think it's fantastic, and I actually am cheering for Vortex and other Absolutely. companies that aren't the big three to push the bar because for us as consumers to be able to get the best products we can get our hands on, I'm in the position where I can buy whatever binoculars I want to buy, and I can use any piece of gear that I want to use. And I'm going to use what's best for me. Um, whereas someone else, they may, the best they can afford is Vortex and the UHDs. They're going to be doing backflips for the money and the value that they can get out of them. So well, I just want to make sure that people listening don't say, Jesus Rossi's knob. Well, for right now, Swarovski has been at the top of the heap for me for a long, long time. I am cheering for all of the other companies out there to knock those them and the top other two off the rung of the ladder. And you know, I want I want consumers to have the best choices out there, and I will use whatever I think is the best. I just want to be clear that I think it's great that Vortex is pushing the envelope, but I also want to be clear that, um, you know, just because they have some high-profile people pushing their product does not mean that it's the best on the market. And I mean that in no disrespect to anyone other than, for my eyes, um, Swarovski, Leica, and Zeiss are better optically than the competition. Well. And I would like nothing more than all of these four, five, six other companies to continue to push that bar. And if Swarovski, Zeiss, and Leica sit on their, their hind end and they don't innovate, these companies will catch them, and I will switch product. I just wanted to make that clear to, well, to the listeners. I've had a few people DM me and say, oh, you know, you're just biased to Swarovski. No, I'm biased to the best. If it's the best for my eye, that's the one I pick. So the best I put the thing, it out Jay, there and challenge the companies like, come up with a better product that's going to beat these, you know, the ones I've been using for years, and if you can beat them, I'll use them. It, I just remember, you know, in thinking about, you know, when when all this optic stuff really started to happen, and and, and the fact of it is is that it, 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 it's not, you know, some people take it almost as, like, offensive or, you know, like you're, you know, like it's a it's a it's an ego thing, and, and I'll just flat out tell everybody this is why. Many 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 years ago, when I was selling, and you know, still just like I am today, I always come back to and I fall back on one thing. You you have to put yourself behind the glass. You have to make a decision for yourself. And I tell people, buy the best glass you can afford. Um. I, the, the truth be told is that, that I love the fact that these companies are pushing on the, on the big three, you know, like they are. Because sure. 
I think the big three are always trying to figure out how to do things better. But when 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 people kind of keep pushing on them, it kind of makes every keeps everybody honest and keeps everybody going. Okay, well, we better make sure that our stuff is good to go. Um, right. You know, keep the other thing I toes. wanted, and that's well, what yeah, we absolutely. Want. And I think the other thing that needs to be mentioned is is that Jay, I'll also. I know guys that have glassed with less than than you know whatever you know the the most expensive glass. And there are guys that, that honestly, that even just with a good solid piece of glass, I mean, you know, whatever. I, I don't even want to get into the names of them. But if you will put that piece of glass on a tripod and you will take the time and start picking country apart, it doesn't mean that because you have Vortex or I have Nikon or Leupold or it, 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 at a certain point, it, it becomes using that tool the way that we're talking about and spending the time behind the glass, slowing down and being methodical and being patient and, and at that every urge that you think, I want to get up and walk away from here because I'm not finding everything, and you keep your butt in saddle and you keep your, you know, your eyes peeled and you keep your, your head to the glass. And all of a sudden, you see this giant buck, or you know, a spike, or a doe, or whatever. I don't care. It works. It's it flat out works. And and I would just tell people that go buy the best glass you can get, put it on a tripod, and get out there and work your butt off and spend the time. And I promise you, get good at your craft. Do your thing, and, and and you will be rewarded with it over time. You absolutely yeah. will be rewarded with it. I think we see cases of that all the time. I, I know people that buy Swarovski optics, they're 15s, and the, I mean, they don't even know which end to look through. I'd rather have the guy that has the old pair of uh, loopholes or vortex that are beat up and that he's used for years and that he's very comfortable with his eyes in those binoculars. Just because you buy the best doesn't mean you're going to glass better. You, you bring up a, a good point that, yes, if they're clear, yes, if they gather more light, yes, if they, you know, have better edge-to-edge -edge clarity, over time and knowing how to glass, you're going to probably pick up more animals. But, again, you know, I know people that buy new snow skis and they can't ski any better. They buy new golf clubs. They buy new tennis racket, and it doesn't do them any good. So you, this isn't a deal where you can buy yourself a game. But once you know the basics and once you can sit comfortably behind a, a, you know, binoculars mounted on a tripod, definitely you will start seeing the benefit of buying the best binoculars you can afford. Let's get to the next question. Yeah. Grand Slam 10X says, what did you not like about the BTX? I, I, I assume this is directed at me. I think uh, that's I you. Own, I own the BTX. Uh, I own the BTX. I have it in the 65 uh, and the 95, and I like the BTX. The only thing I would say for me is I'm always done straight. I've always looked through straight binoculars other than the Koas, and I've always looked through a straight spotting scope. I personally like a non-angled, I like a straight setup. So 
I went to the Swarovski Twin Spotters, and I tend to use those more than the BTX. Now, I will tell you, a guy like Greg Krogh in Nevada, I've had him on the podcast, and he likes he likes the fact that the BTX is angled. It's more comfortable for his neck. So I would tell yep. you, don't just listen to if it's not my comfort. It may be comfortable for 99% of the people out there. Uh, they are a phenomenal piece of glass. They are unbelievably lightweight compared to what you get out of them. And it, it's, a, it's a great piece of glass. Cody sells the pants off of BTX. And Swarovski has, you know, honestly hit a home run with the BTX system where you can well, have a 65, an 85, and a 95 millimeter objective. Um, I, the I always come back phenomenal. to that. Yeah, I, I come back to that whole thing, Jay, with the BTX. And, you know, we can all debate, you know, because, you know, look, uh, your twin spotters or, you know, whether you're, you know, it's the doctor optics that are straight or the COAs or... I, I, I still come back to one thing. Your straights, you, you know, your your uh, your uh, um, twin spotters twin are about spotter. as close as can be, because they're what uh, at the end of the day they're what seven and a half pounds. Yeah. So, show me another piece of glass that you can weigh six pounds. And that you can actually get away with a, a, a mid-weight medium tripod. tripod. Medium yep. tripod. So right there I've shaved basically two pounds. And then whatever you've saved between the other optics in that category, you show me another optic that you can look with the comfortability and the detail of those distances and have that in such a, an easy carryable package and I'm sorry, but this literally, I think, is the game-changing um, package that's letting everybody else kind of have a slice of the pie, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean, I switched from the Koas that were 14, and, and the tripod was 14. I had 28 pounds. I cut that by far in half. And exactly. I can carry the BTX anywhere and get basically the same performance out of the, that at half the weight. So, um, you know, from a long-range perspective, people wanting to glass further, longer, more comfortable, I mean, the BTX is awesome. Uh, and so, uh, you know, I don't know where it got misconstrued that I don't like the BTX. The only thing I don't like is I'm, I'm not a fan of the of the angled, yeah, I have a feeling and you've that always if, said if that it though. was a straight, yeah, but I've always been against angled, always. Um, let's go to the next question. Sure. Uh, thoughts, thoughts on the, this is Blakey's 21, thoughts on the new tripod and head combo from Go Hunt just got from Sure. So, um, yeah, Jay, we, the, the tripod that I've been working on for a while, I was finally able to kind of put it together and piece that kit together and, and so right now we've got a, um, you know, it's, uh, it, it's, it, it's their T-Series, uh, and it's a T004, uh, and I believe this is a BX, um, which um, it comes with, um, you know, kind of a smaller, lighter weight tripod, um, c c c would be kind of similar to the, to the Slick 634, maybe a little bit smaller. Um, but it comes with a, a, a Sure 
uh, a VA5 head, and it and and it comes at a price of 199 bucks. So um, first of all, the well, the head alone is is well now it's a hundred and seventy nine dollar head. So the head alone is the fact that you're getting the head and that tripod for you know basically twenty five bucks more. I mean, I think if you price the tripod out by itself, I think the total savings ends up being like sixty five or seventy bucks. Um, I think it's a very usable tripod. Um, no, is it you know is it a medium weight tripod and you know, in it, is it meant to hold a set of koas on it? No, it's it's not designed for that. But for somebody that's, be, I would tell you that I think this is one of the best beginner or if you just had to have a tripod, I think this is one of the best packages I've ever seen. And it's in 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 most of it is because that head is so darn good. Um, that I, I I truly believe it's it's one of the best values that I've ever seen in the in in the market. So um, good, I, good I was stuff. able to put together, yeah, a, a, a few kits, and we brought them in, and, and they seem to be selling real well, and the people that have got them, uh, everybody seems to be really happy with them. Um, so I, I, we're going you know, to continue it as long as we can. Okay, next question is best all-around tripod. Again, that question is a little bit vague because you don't know what he's he or she's trying to use the tripod for, uh, but Cody, I've well, used for years, probably 15 years, I've used a slick tripod, um, you know, the 733, 735, 634, I mean, I have, I forget the model, I think it's actually a 733 that's probably 12 or 15 years old, and I still right. use it, it's still in my... You know, it's still held up fine, carbon fiber. Um, you know, I, I think it goes down to what are you trying to use it for? Using, you know, uh, a set of koas, that's a whole different discussion. But I assume he's talking about just basically a tripod that works for everything. I think it's pretty hard to, to you know, that well, 733 slick with a, with a, I would a say Sure VA5 head is about as good as you can yeah. get. Two, two tripods that come to mind when you say kind of do everything, and you know you'll laugh at this because this is what we all started using way back in the day. But Manfrotto. today's man, today's Manfrotto two ninety X extra, and I don't care whether you get the aluminum one or you get the 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 uh, the carbon fiber. Carbon fiber. You're, you're at one hundred and forty bucks for the aluminum, and you're at. at, at at at, uh, at two hundred and seventy five bucks for the carbon fiber, and you put a VA five head on there. I, I don't know that between the seven thirty three slick and, and the two ninety extras, carbon or uh, or, or aluminum, those tr those three tripods right there have been in and around our stuff for well, I'm going to say twenty years now, going on the. On the on the two nineties, yeah, for sure. I mean, for sure. I mean, it's just hard to beat, and it's affordable, and they're bomb proof, and you know, you can use them and abuse them, and and you know, if you have to get one three or four or five years from now, get another one. Uh, you know, the cost effectiveness of them, they just work. I mean, they work yeah, and they hold up. Absolutely, and they're, they're a great. You piece. know, uh, Cody, I want to take a second here. 
Yeah. Um, I want to make sure the listeners know that Go Hunt uh, for the month of June and the month of July and now for the month of August is doing, uh, I say, kind of a J. Scott uh, giveaway, if you will. Um, It is. If you... If you buy something from the Go Hunt gear shop, whether if you go to go, uh, GoHunt.com and buy from the gear shop and you enter in the promo code JSCOTT19, you're going to be entered into a drawing to win a $1,000 Go Hunt gear shop gift card. If you spend 10 bucks, you get 10 entries. If you spend $3,000, you get 3,000 entries, dollar for dollar entry. We're just about to announce the July winner. Now the month of August is running. We're going to also be running the promo then. Uh, lots and lots of customers have taken advantage of that. You can also call Cody directly, 702-847-8747. Purchase anything, whether it be optics or through the gear shop. Cody can help you. You are automatically entered into that drawing. If you say, I want to be in the J. Scott drawing, uh, you tell Cody the J. Scott 19, he puts you down, and you're automatically entered. We just interviewed Ed Foster. Uh, he has been, he won the $1,000 uh, gift card in June, and we're about to announce the, the July winner, and we're going to do the same thing in August. I want people to know that. I want to thank Go Hunt for their sponsorship. I also want to remind people that the Go Hunt Insider right now, there's a 30 day free trial. So if you go to gohunt.com forward slash J. Scott, Follow the prompts. You're going to be able to be an insider member for 30 days. You can check out all your states, all your different animals, all your harvest data, all your draw odds, all your harvest statistics, the strategy articles. Just like you are an insider member for 30 days, you get a free trial. You can see what all of the fuss is about. Go to gohunt.com forward slash Scott. I also want to thank Kuyu Ultralight Hunting. They've been a very loyal sponsor to this podcast, uh, Brendan and the crew over there. Go to Kuyu, that's K-U-I-U.com. Uh, I also want to thank PhoneScope. PhoneScope's been great with the digiscoping adapters. Uh, I use my iPhone X together. I'm here in about a month, going to be over at the Optics Ranch videoing, PhoneScoping, a bunch of elk. Uh, use the JSCOT19 promo code. You're going to get a 10% discount. And then last but not least, the Onyx Maps grew. Uh, group uh, onyxmaps.com use the jscott19 promo code you're going to get a 20% discount um, Cody the next question I have here is fire away looking to split the difference between the bino and spotter 1250 or 1550 looking to split the difference between bino and spotter 1250 mm. 1550 i assume that means he has well, 10 by 42s and a spotter and he's trying to get something in between um, well, I, I think so but he, here's the question i have um the only 1550 i know of used to be the um i think he means um, 15 by 56 well, well, but yeah, but there is a fifteen by fifty Viper, and okay. I'm going to be honest with you. I thought they quit making that. Um, so, I, I, God, I, you know, I, I've never been a big fan of the fifteen fifties. If it's not fifteen fifty six or fifteen sixty, um, I think you start actually um, uh, the the exit pupil starts diminishing. 
Um, I, I would rather see a 12 by 50. If I just, based on what I'm seeing in the question, if I just had to pick one, I would pick 12 by 50s because they're uh, you know brighter in a wider field of view. Um, realizing it's trying to bridge the gap, but um, I would go with a, a brighter piece of glass than than the darker for this reason. So um, yeah, that, I mean that's what I would I would tell him. Okay, and guys, um, on these questions, you've got to be exact, or else we we can't understand the question. Next question. Underscore Bush, um, how much better is the 95 millimeter versus the 65 millimeter in terms of field of view and light intake Swaro ATX? So he's talking about the Swarovski angled 95 versus the 65. And I don't have the field of view off the top of my head, Cody, you probably know it, but the light intake is definitely better on the 95 millimeter yeah, objective. By, by You've far. got thir by far. It's I mean, the 95 is gathering more light than any spotting scope that I've looked through. I know the Zeiss Harpia uh, 95 is also, people are ranting and raving about it as well as far as light gathering. Yeah, Jay, I, I would just, I mean, my, in, in well, I mean, we beat this up in the past, but why not beat it up again? Um, my favorite piece of gear with the BTX is the 85. Um, because you're getting a little bit wider field of view, and you're getting the brightest of the three. Um, but he's asking about the. Um, he's not asking about the BTX. He's just asking about the spotting scope. So oh, I'm sorry. Did it was it just the spotting scope or ATS STS? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, okay. So let's put that in perspective. I still think that the the ATS STX uh, 65 is. Um, I, I, I think the eyepiece is so good that I still, I would rather have that piece than I would the the old 20 by 60 by 80 HD. Um, I think I that agree. much of it. Now, um, I, I would still, I, I still find myself wanting to push up to the 85, but, um, you know, that's just a personal thing. Uh, but, you know, because typically I'm digiscoping and I just, I always want as much light as I can get. Um, but that again, that's a personal thing. Okay, so the field of view on the 95 versus the field of view on the 65. Yeah, so the 65 um, at a thousand yards, you've got 124 feet at the 25, and at the uh, um, at the 60 power, you've got 68 feet. So, and that's compared to 104 at 30 power and, and there, you know, there's a five power difference there and then 57 at the uh, at, at uh, 70 power so okay. um, so it, it doesn't the 95 does not fall off as much as you would think it would because of the, the right. power difference do all vortex have warranty absolutely yeah, they're, they're most all of the back. companies have some sort of warranty or another, right? Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, Vortex is 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 always been backed by their their no fault warranty. I I've, I I know I know nothing about any changes or anything. So yeah, they're still you know I think if you look right on the side of every box they sell, it it, it says backed by you know their hundred their their guaranteed warranty. Okay, this question is from Mountain Strongman. 
hey, just curious what your opinion is for a good intermediate level spotter. What would, what would a couple intermediate spotters be for you, Cody? Oh, I, I'd tell him, um, uh, you know, look at the, uh, the, the uh, Vortex Razor, and I would certainly look at the, um, uh, the, uh, the Leupold um, uh, uh, BX5 Santiam. Um, and that one, by the way, Jay will be loaded up here on the website um, for us um, pretty quick. Uh, but both of those spotting scopes, um, you know, fit that bill. Um, and I think you could even, um, it, you know, it's a, a 2000, um, which may or may not be considered um, intermediate, but uh, um, I think that, that, that the, 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 the Zeiss Conquest Gavia uh, 30 to 60 by 85 needs to be thrown in there too. So, yeah, those three is what I would look at. Okay, this comes, uh, I can't pronounce the name. Can we have Cody review the Vortex Vulture 15? Oh, yeah. Um, hey, look, it's, a, it's an entry-level 15. Um, you know, I think they do a great job for what they are. Um, the, and by the way, it's Vortex Vulture HD um, 15 by 56. Uh, you know, put them on a tripod. They're going to be better than not having anything at all. Um, and I can tell you that, uh, um, you know, they do a decent job. And for a $499.15, 15 um, you know, we sell quite a few of them. And, um, you know, I don't get complaints. And I think people are generally very, very happy with them. So, um, you know, I, I, again, uh, it, it's an entry-level 15. And I think for $500, I think they're a great value. Pros and cons of Swarovski ATX STX spotters versus Vortex Razor HD spotters, quality versus price. Well, you know, I, I hate to say that we've already covered all this, but I think, you know, for the most part we have. Um, you know, the X series, quite frankly, um, you got to look at the way that they change the way that eyepieces are built. Um, if you look now, the, the eyepiece is twice as big as it used to be, and they made it modular. So um, I think it's incredibly difficult um, to have anything, you know, be more worth, you know, what the, the, the versatility is of the STX because there's like six different, seven different pieces you can put together for different packages. Um, and, you know, again, the, I think the, the X-Series is, is, you know, one of the best uh, pieces of glass in the industry. Um, Zeiss Harpia is right in there, too. Um, but the fact of it is, is that, you know, if you want something that's a little bit more economical and, you know, a solid piece of glass, then you've got to look at the Vortex razors. Um, but, yeah, I think, you know, there's a lot more to go into. And if that person wants to call me, I'd be more than happy to break it all down in terms of, field of use and everything, but the um, fact of it is, is that it comes down to the, to the glass for me. Best tripod to buy anywhere from 100 to 200? <laughs> um, again, I, I uh, you know, we, we have that package going on right now, um, you know, that's 199 bucks, and I think that's a, that's a, a wonderful package. Um, I also think that, you know, a guy's got to look at, um, you know, the, the Manfrotto, uh, 290 extra aluminum for 140 bucks, and you know you can put a 700 RC2 head on it for another you know 90 bucks. And yeah, it's a little more expensive than two, but um, boy, is that a that tripod's been around for a very very long time, 
and uh, very trustworthy, and uh, and you know will will do the job. This is S21 underscore 2121. Do you see Swarovski coming out with a new line of binos like Vortex just did with ultra high definition? My answer would be these companies are all playing with ultra high definition, high definition. They're pl it's, a, it's marketing. Um, Swarovski already is, in my opinion, ultra high definition. What's your yeah. answer, Cody? <clears throat> yeah, Jay, when you look at the, 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 the HT series from, from Zeiss, the ultra um, uh, HD pluses from from Leica and and the Swarovski ELs and um, you're already talking about the most high definition glass there is in the industry. So, um, it, it, it's it, as a matter of fact, those companies are really kind of starting to go away from the HD, you know, or not because th there's there's no there's no governing board saying well. This HD is the same as that HD, right? So, it's just marketing. Um, but it, I would it, tell the big three yeah. out there: get your butt in gear and keep innovating <laughs> because I want better and better and better. I want to ten years from now look back at what we're using now and say, "Can you believe we were even using it?" That's what I want as a consumer. Exactly. Yep. Uh, Derek Derek underscore Robinson twenty four. The Fury HDs. How are they? Question mark. Um, God, we we sold an absolute boatload of them. Um, our our customer base has been incredibly. Um, uh, uh, God, it it, it uh, they've done really really well. Um, I would tell you that if you're wanting a simple binocular um, that is going to do the um, line of sight and the angle for you, um, I absolutely think that they're 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 worth the the price tag, and I think you ought to to look into a pair. You can tripod mount them if you have to. Um, you know, uh, yeah, I think they're absolutely worth it. Sean Booth four thoughts on Vortex Viper twelve by fifty for Arizona deer and Unit thirty five A. Um, I think that would be a good choice. Glossin for coos. He, he says deer and thirty five A could be mule deer, but I speculate that he's talking about coos. I think it's probably a good choice. Twelve by fifty is always a good field of view. What do you think, yeah. Cody? Um, you know, it, it, 12 by 50, I, I hope he's using a tripod. Um, you can get away with using a 12 by 50 as a chest glass. You know, once in a while, I don't think it's the, the, the best for that. Um, but if he's using a, 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 you know, a tripod with it, I, I think they can be uh, incredibly, uh, um, I think it can be incredibly uh, valuable, period. JD Watts 25 best tripod for backcountry high altitude spot and stock running Vortex Vipers 10 by 50. I think we talked about it. I think that new um, you know head and setup that you've got for 199 bucks. I also think that Slick 634 would be a great tripod yeah, with it, that it, it, in, Yeah, two, yeah, the 634 and the 635. The only real difference being is that. The 35 is a five leg, and the 34 is a four. Or I'm four. I'm sorry, not four leg. Um, four extension versus a five extension. So the truth of it is that that the the 635 compacts by another three or four inches. So if a guy's really really pack conscious, he can get away with uh, uh, that tripod. Um, but if I had to go with just one tripod for that lightweight, do everything. 
Um, I, I, you know, Jay, you mentioned I, I, I'd look real hard at the 634, and I'd couple it with a VA5 head. That's, I mean, that for me, that's that would be my kind of go-to lightweight. Uh, Rainwater Connor, if I'm trying to glass deer at a thousand plus yards away, how well would the 10 black 42s do? It, well, a thousand plus is a little misleading. Is it a thousand, or are you wanting to look at five thousand? A thousand yards of 10 by 42s would be fantastic. I think you start yeah, getting think... when it says plus, and you're talking two, three thousand. I mean, that's when you're starting to get where the tens would a 15 would be better. Uh, um, I agree. We, We've kind of hit on that. Uh, yep. STS-80 or ATX-85, mostly Colorado archery deer and elk. That's from Flint.Hayden. Uh, the STS-80, obviously, is the old Swarovski spotting scope. It's a straight. Uh, the older uh, eyepiece, the older objective, this is, or the ATX-85, so that's the new modular system, ATX. That's obviously ACE, and so that's an angled um, you know, again, well, do you like angled uh, or straight? Uh, I think the new glass and the new yeah, technology the, and the modular system is better. Right. Well, and, and here's the thing I would tell, I mean, pers if, he, if he's asking me if, if, the, if this is a situation where he has a choice of both, you know, e you know only either or, i got to be honest with you, even though I, I would prefer a straight, I rather, the glass and the eyepiece is so good in the X series. I take the eighty five. I, I would I, I would I, I would go on with the better glass. Period. Even though I never like angled, I would go with the better glass and the modularity, and go with the new system rather than the it, old it, spotting skill. It, exactly. What company has the best warranty, in your opinion, out there? Well, well, that's always a hard question. Um, you know, warranties are, are are awesome when you have that assurance that that the product that you're purchasing is, is gonna be taken care of if you if something happens. Um I'd like to say that I normally don't buy products because of warranties, I buy products because of their reliability and if something happens, um I also want to make sure that that company is um, you know, going to help me, um, gonna stand by me and um, is going to walk me through the process in, 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 in an efficient manner. So, um, you know, how can you not talk about Vortexes and loopholes warranties and, and Zeiss's no-fault warranties because those are awesome. Um, I've had guys, you know, roll over their, their binos with a truck, and I've had guys dump them off cliffs, and, and it's always nice to, to, uh, to have, you know, somebody you know, obviously uh, replace that something, you know, at no expense except for the shipping. Um, but, uh, again, you know, uh, you know, in terms of uh, uh, customer service and everything, you know, Swarovski's always been, uh, you know, really good at, at walking you through the process and, and being, you know, up front and telling you exactly, you know, where, you're, where you stand and how long it's going to take and, you know, turning things around in a good manner. So that's always good. So, yeah, uh, you know, if you just have to go on warranty alone, it's, you know, I mean, the no-fault warranties are pretty darn good. Welcome to the show. Uh, thanks for calling in. Hey, Let's hey. hear your optics questions for Cody Nelson. Yeah, you bet. Uh, question, 
Um, I have a 10-year-old son. I'm looking for a, a rifle scope under 400 bucks. Uh, one that's simple so that, you know, I wasn't sure on getting the dial, you know, for a turret or anything like that. But just something simple that uh, is simple enough for him to use. He's, he's shot well, a little bit. and What caliber? Yeah, what? Yeah, what are you? Oh, I'm 6. sorry. 5. He has a six point five. Yes, sir. Okay. Okay. So, and and I have to ask the question, but I, I'm I'm going to assume that you're 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 trying to keep the yardage down. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, um, here's the best thing about the you know you doing what you're doing. Um, a, I think it's fantastic you're getting your kid involved. That's wonderful. Um, B, right. um, there's several scopes in this. You can spend anywhere from two to 500 bucks and have a scope that is probably way more capable than what you know, your son may or may not you know, even remotely feel comfortable or should be doing at this time. So what I would tell you is, is that, um, like, uh, number one, if you look at uh, like a, a VX3i, uh, loophole VX3i, three and a half to ten by forty. You know, it's a three hundred ninety nine dollar right. scope. Um, you have the ability to, you know, with with the, you know, I w personally I would get in just a simple, you know, duplex scope, you know, or just a regular crosshair. Um, and right. I'm not sure how you're going to sight the gun in, but that's, you know, that's a whole different debate. Um, but you know, you could also do a CDS for him if you ever, you know, wanted to slowly teach him how to you know, get into to, to being able to reach out to, you know, two, three, four hundred yards. You could do a CDS for them. Um, there is a, uh, we have a Diamondback um, 4 to 12 that's a $200 scope um, that will, uh, that also, you know, you can have a, um, a BDC in it, which is a bullet drop compensator. So you would sight it in so that it's, you know, like dead on at 200 and then, you know, at you know the next line down is 250, next line down is 300, so forth, that kind of thing. Um, the uh, the other scope that I think is a real good scope uh, is uh, there's also a Vortex uh, 4 to 12. Uh, I'm sorry, 4 to 16 by 44 um, that uh, has a BDC in it, uh, but you can also you know do a custom turret for it as well. So um, I think that there's, I think you have a lot of options in that, in that, uh, in that price range, um, right. you know, but I, I would just make sure you have good solid mounts, make sure that the relationship between the gun, the mounts and the scope is, is a hundred percent and, you know, get it sighted in correctly. And, you know, and from then it's just, you know, obviously putting him through his paces and, and letting him get familiar and, 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 uh, you know, uh, lots of dry firing, right? Right, right. Yeah, he has a, <clears throat> the gun has a, it has a big teeny rail on it already, already, so it's, Oh, okay. Oh, nice. It's, it's yeah, yeah, so he, he, he shot a little bit, like I said, I, I was trying to get, uh, a scope that, you know, has enough light gathering capability and just something that's, you know, like you were talking about, uh, something really easy, you know, because I don't want to make it too complicated for him and, yeah, I, I think any any of the scopes of what you, of what we just said is, is that um, you know I, you know I would let him shoot and learn to shoot on low powers first, and so he, they start right. to understand and 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 everything you would do with him, 
Um, and you look, I, I, you know, I've got two boys that shoot, and, and by no means is, are, am, am I perfect at this. Um, but I think anything right. you do with them, keep it, keep it methodical, keep it fun, keep it, you know, um, you know, short stints right. of, of letting them learn. And, and I think, you know, at 10 years old, pretty much, if you make it fun and interesting, I think that, you know, the, 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 they'll, they'll, they'll keep doing it for the rest of their life. So, right. um, yeah. well, Jeremy, yeah. what, scopes have you, what scopes have you looked at for them? Have you already been looking through some? You guys hear me? Yeah, I was going to say, what scopes have you been looking at? Um, it was a Nikon uh, a P5, I believe. It was a 4, four to 16 by 50, I think. Um, right. I was looking at that one. Um, they had it on at Cabela's. I've looked at the Diamondbacks, like you said, Cody. And, uh, yeah, I just, I'm just trying to worry about weight and stuff for him because I don't want to make it too heavy and, you know, and all that stuff. You know, probably, I mean, you had another option. You know, of everything that I'm mentioning, I, you know, I'm, I'm just going to put it out there. Probably the best scope for everything that you're trying to do and keep everything simple and, and you know, not putting too much power and, and you know, still having good low light. Um, you, ought, you ought to take a look at that loophole 3.5 to 10 because right. that scope's going to do everything that, you know, that you want it to do um, and certainly going to do it out to, you know, let's just say three or 400 yards with no problem. And so right. I would tell you to, uh, to, to maybe take a real, real hard look at that scope. Okay. You know, we we sure certainly will. send... Yeah, we, we, we sell quite a bit of them, and, uh, you know, it's just, again, it's a loophole product, and, and I'm going to stand behind that, you know, 100%. Okay. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with loopholes. Loopholes have been around forever. Yeah, so. if you're, I mean, if you're trying to keep weight down and, you know, that's going to, that loophole and, the, uh, and then the Diamondback are going to be the, the two lighter ones of the bunch. Okay. So, um, yeah, I, I would take a, look, a, a real hard look at those. Okay. Jeremy, what tags it. do you have this year? Um, I actually have a archery Ibex tag here in New Mexico. And uh, oh, archery, nice. uh, yeah, archery tag for uh, deer in January as well. So, And uh, that's it. Uh, my son, he has, he has uh, his first mule deer tag down in the southern oh, part nice. of the state. Yeah. Oh, very cool. So, and then I'll, yeah, and then I'll, I'll be guiding uh, a couple of elk hunts this year uh, in October. But my September's full. I have a, my wife and I are expecting a, a little baby boy or baby girl. So we're good pretty excited about nice. that. Yeah. G- good so, for uh, you. So busy, busy fall. Yeah, absolutely. Well, congratulations to you and your wife, and, and thoughts and prayers to you guys, huh? Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, no thanks problem. for calling in, and um, thanks for following on Instagram, and be willing to come on and do this Q and A with Cody and I. We appreciate it. Thanks, Jay. Uh, I appreciate everything you've done too, and really enjoy your podcasts. and And uh, just thanks for the good info that you always put out there. Thank you, buddy. Drive safe. God bless you. Okay. All right. You guys too. Take care. Thanks, bud. J. Willie 41, what long-range Vortex laser scope would you put on an X-Bolt Hell's Canyon long-range 300 wind mag? 
Yeah, probably the, there's that 5 to 25 um, generation 2. Um, that's probably what I, I would go with. Um, you know, I'm, I'm typically not a big tactical, you know, overly heavy scope. So, you know, I do something like, the, again, like that 5 to 25 and then, um, uh, and, and, then, and then put a turret on it, as I think would be my, you know, my first choice. I think that would be the, uh, the ultimate way to go. Cody, I want to thank you for your time uh, answering the listeners' questions, uh, not only the questions we had in person, but the ones that came in on Instagram. And I know you're busy. I know you got to get with customers today. I really appreciate you spending time. I want to encourage the listeners to reach out to Cody, uh, 702-847-8747, extension 2. Uh, tell them how much you enjoyed this podcast. Uh, Cody, I appreciate you always being willing to talk with us as well as I get a lot of feedback every single day from people that have called and uh, purchased optics and tripods from you and uh, they talk about how much, uh, you know, white glove service that you give them and and uh, just, uh, you know, you're, you take your, uh, you, you just dive all in and, and do a great job helping them and I know you enjoy that. Uh, so I appreciate your time and I uh, well, want to give you a chance to uh, leave the listeners with anything, and then I'll let you go for the day. Yeah, uh, you know what? I just appreciate the opportunity to, to, you know, if anything, Jay, I get to tell people about my passion, and you know I've always been this way. Um, I love finding game, and uh, if I can help people do that, and, you know, with all the years and, you know, just, you know, all that time and experience, if I can help people, in the field, find more game and have a more enjoyable experience. I think that's what we're all actually trying to do. And, and you know, I, I just, I thoroughly like doing it. And I like talking to people and meeting people. So I, awesome, I just appreciate buddy. the opportunity. Awesome. And so. for the listeners out there, do not forget about the promo that Go Hunt Gear Shop is running with the $1,000 giveaway uh, all for this whole month of August. Uh, if you purchase anything from the Go Hunt Gear Shop or call Cody on the phone, uh, just follow the prompts that you want to be in the J. Scott 19 drawing, and uh, you're gonna. Someone out there is gonna win a thousand dollar gift card. So who doesn't want a thousand dollar gift card to GoHunt.com, the gear shop? Uh, guys, thanks for all of your support. I appreciate all of the loyal listeners. Uh, if you want to send me a direct message, you can on Instagram at J. Scott Outdoors, and you can also send me an email, J. Scott Outdoors at gmail.com. Hunting season is around the corner there's antelope hunts starting up here soon there's deer hunts and then of course elk season is about a month away so um it's, it's exciting times we've got a lot of moisture across the southwest uh not a lot of monsoons pretty pretty dry monsoon but i think yeah, we have enough been... winter moisture that antlers are good there's been some governor tag and raffle tags and stuff uh, starting to hit the ground big animals all across the west so it's it's an exciting time. Uh, Cody, appreciate all your time, and uh, thanks for thanks coming again, on. Thanks again, Jay. Okay? Yep. All right. Love Take helping. care, buddy. Later. Right, bye. Bye.